Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cinematic Schematic, the official podcast of thecinematropolis.com, your home to thoughtful conversations on film. I'm your host, Caleb Masters, and today we're traveling to infinity and beyond, or as this film puts it, to infinity and beyond. Notice the subtle difference. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, today we're reviewing Pixar's latest movie, Lightyear. We're going to start with an icebreaker question before jumping into a spoiler-free review and a verdict on the film, and then we'll conclude the, the conversation by going into an in-depth spoiler discussion. Now, here's the thing. If you tuned into our last episode, you probably remember I said no new episode until Thor Love and Thunder. But, you know, sometimes bonuses happen. Sometimes you go see a movie and you're like, let's just talk about it. And today is one of those days. And I'm most excited about today because I'm rejoined by Lauren Weingart, a.k.a. The Video Peach, a.k.a. my fiance. Lauren, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. I am just peachy. Just peachy. You know, we wouldn't be doing this show if it weren't for you. Like, frankly, like, year, I liked it, but I don't know if I would have done a review on it. But you said, let's do it. Well, uh, the timing just worked out. And, you know, I can't pass up doing a review over a Pixar movie. I know. It's like a pastime of ours. We've done it a couple times. (laughs) You know, and and we're going to get into this, but this is the first Pixar movie that's played in theaters since Onward back in 2020. I know. Can you believe that? It's been crazy because we had Soul that went. And actually, again, we're going to talk more into that. I'm a little frustrated. We had Soul that went. Straight to Disney Plus. We had Luca that went straight to Disney Plus, and then we had oh, what was the last one? Oh, uh, Turning Red. Yeah, that went straight to Disney Plus. We got Lightyear finally, and then it kind of tanked the box office. Mm-hmm. But we'll save that here for for one more moment before we do get further into today's review discussion. I wanted to quickly note that if you're listening to the show today and you enjoy our conversation, please support us by subscribing and leaving us a rating and review on your preferred podcast app. Doing so is the greatest way to contribute to everything we do here at the Cinematic Schematic and over at thecinematropolis.com. So if you like thoughtful conversations on film, take that 30 seconds or less to give me a rating and an extra 15 seconds to say this show is awesome in a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Simply just click five stars and we're set. Now, with all that said, let's break the ice, because, I mean, for a lot of listeners, this is the first time you've probably heard Lauren on this show. She hasn't been on since Ryan the Last Dragon, I think, was the last time we talked, and that was over a year ago. Yeah, I was about to say, I was like, God, it hadn't been at least a year ago. So much has happened. We moved into a new house. We got engaged. I started a new day job. Life has just been uh, very busy since then. Yeah. uh, Life happens, y'all. It does. So let's break the ice, Lauren, just so that listeners can become either reacquainted with you or get to know you a little better. So the question I have for you today is if you could watch a movie based on one of your favorite toys, which one would you pick? Why? And what genre would it be? Caleb, that is such a good question. And also kind of a difficult question. (laughs) I was like trying to think of like all these toys that I used to love and growing up. And I was like, Oh, but none of these would be like, make a good movie, you know? But I I think I, I think I've thought of something, but when you think about a lot of toys of they've already been become uh, into a movie, so there's not really much to choose from. I mean, look, you got trolls, but no, no, but this isn't just turning it into a movie. It's turning it into a movie that inspired the toy. So it, there's an extra layer there. Oh, yeah, I know. Right? There's an extra layer. It would have been the movie that inspired the toy. Oh, okay. I see what you're see, saying. See how we're doing this backwards? I'm sure this yeah. is the conversations they had at Pixar. They're like, yeah. <laughs> we want to make a movie based off of the toy Buzz Lightyear. But not like, but 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 it's actually the movie that inspired the making of the toy that Andy would play with. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, yeah, it's real funny because, I mean, yeah, there's not a lot of... Actually, there's no movies like that. This would be the movie that inspired the toy. There's a lot of movies that are based on based toys. on toys. Right. You know, like I mean, you got Barbie coming out soon, mm-hmm. um, which you know, me and you were kind of laughing about the other day. It's like, what is like actually going to be the premise of that show? And then it's kind of funny. I was thinking, you know, I bet you at the beginning, it's like uh, Andy's sister Susie watched a movie about her favorite toy. This is that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's Barbie. <laughs> Starring Ryan Gosling and, um, oh gosh. Uh, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, directed by Greta Gerwig. It's, yeah. I, you know, I'm actually really excited for that movie. I have, against all odds, I was not interested at all. But then all of a sudden, Greta Gerwig's behind the camera. And I'm like, okay, yeah. well, you've got my attention. And also, I, Ryan Gosling doesn't just, like, 
Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie, it's not that they don't do studio movies, but they're very particular about which studio movies mm-hmm. they do. So I'm just like, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, well, it's the, but it's the same kind of question. It's like, so what is this going to be about? Is it about the actual toy? Is it about the person that inspired the toy? You know, and that's kind of like the questions that people would have of Lightyear. They're like, okay, like, what is like, okay, what is this about? And they did the disclaimer at the beginning that kind of was like, this is the movie that Andy saw in 1995 that, he, and then he bought his favorite toy based off that character. And we're gonna this get into, is that movie. We're gonna get, we're gonna get a little more into how complex and, and complicated and problematic this yeah, of course. later. But. but I was just saying the the link between the toys when I was thinking about Barbie. Uh, but you know what, I the toy I did think about uh, that everyone loved when I was in elementary was Tamagotchi. Ooh, Tamagotchi. Who didn't love a Tamagotchi? They were banned from my school, by the way. You get really? Big, oh yeah, because they were distracting students too much. And that was back. That was back before they figured out, hey, if new tech shows up, you should just embrace it because the kids are going to do it anyway. Yeah, but they exactly. said take, take them away. Well, okay. Your, and then your Tamagotchis would die. Oh, I know. And so I, uh, I remember having like a pink one, like a pink fuchsia one. I don't remember like what it was or the name or which, like, you know, brand or the. Uh, generation that it was but anyway uh, i thought it could be like kind of like a sci-fi horror film you know and it's like all these kids or whoever have to carry around these and um you know some of them die you know because that's like part of it and then it's like oh maybe they get like upset that you know people are letting them die and they all like kind of it's kind of like a almost like a cyber thing too so Oh my gosh! So this is like Tamagotchi is a cyberpunk movie. Yeah. So it's like Blade Runner. Is <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, uh, Rise of the Robots almost kind of thing. So that, but it would be the Tamagotchi, and then everyone, of course, would buy the uh, Tamagotchi after the movie. Duh. Well, the Tamagotchi consumes the planet by the end, right? That, yeah. Is that, is that how the story goes? <laughs> of course, naturally. Okay, you know that's an interesting one. I. I, I created this question and I struggled mightily with it. You want to know why? Because as you laid out, most of the toys I played with were based off of something. So you got uh, Beast Wars were some of my favorite toys. Mm. And technically the cartoon was created to sell the toys. But like in terms of when I experienced it, I saw them on the show first before mm-hmm. I went to the store and bought them. Same with like Star Wars. I never got into G.I. Joe's or Ninja Turtles, but it was a similar thing where it's like, well, I saw them on the TV first. And, but, that, and now they're they're freaking cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. see them in action. Yeah, exactly. So. But but that's the thing. I did see the thing they were based on. <laughs> I, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. So it's like, okay, well, what toys did I have? Yeah, like what toys did you have that didn't have something to base it off of? You just. W- so here's what I, I'm going to go with, and again, it, it's sort of weird because it's been done since, just in a radically different way than I would have done it. But I would say Legos would have been mine. Um, I would have made it uh, some sort of like similar to you. I think it would have been um, more of like a metaphorical sci-fi about, you know, how we can construct and deconstruct our society. Kind of the themes pretty similar to the Lego movie. And I know I'm not saying this because the Lego movie, the Lego movie kind of did the thing that I'm describing, but mine would probably be a little more adult skewing, um, which I know is funny because the whole point is it's toys. Right. But like the, the Lego movie, (laughs) Would have been my answer, except for they made the Lego movie in 2014. But yeah. <laughs> that was probably the, like, you know, I'll see you move like the Lego Star Wars and stuff. But like, I actually played with a ton of Legos, just like out of the box back before it was like themed and, and everything was licensed. And I would have made a, yes, sort of a, a twisted sci-fi about building how we build society. And there's, you can either choose to follow the instructions or build it your own way. Right. And there would be this big overlord character who's like, who's actually the kid, but you don't see him. And he's constantly messing with stuff. And the little Lego people have to figure out how to adapt to it in a weird sort of way. Yeah, this is kind of like the Lego movie. I know. I hate it. <laughs> but it's I okay because it. I, uh, I I like it. I like where you're going because, you know, I love Lego bricks. So that's amazing but see you still still hard to think of something that there isn't a movie already <laughs> well because here's the thing like i was saying uh, i think tamagotchi was a really good one or digimon was a big thing i yeah, was super yeah, duper digimon. into i love digimon but like that's the thing i saw the anime before mm-hmm. i saw the toys yeah. and the cards so um is it, this is a we are a product of the 90s this is where <laughs> the, all the toys were based off there was some sort of cross promotion either a cartoon or a movie or something but so i would go back to my my movie would have been the lego movie mm-hmm. so i got gotcha. you you know, 
Uh, listeners, if you could uh, watch a movie one of your favorite toys was based on, which would you pick? Why and what genre would it be? I'd love to hear from you. It'd be great to get that sort of feedback. And, you know, you might have an opportunity to have your answers shared on the show. You can do that uh, by hitting us up on social media, on Twitter at The Cinematrop, or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Cinematropolis. Or you could just send me an email, thecinematropolis at gmail.com. All right, Lauren. Without further ado, I think it's time for us to jump into our review of Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear mission log, stardate 3901. After a full year of being marooned, our first hyperspeed test flight is a go. Who are you talking to? Uh, no one. You were narrating again. I was not. Just doing the mission log. You do know no one ever listens to this. I know that. Narrating helps me focus. Ready, Captain Lightyear? Ready as I'll ever be, Commander Hawthorne. This is exciting. A new adventure. I'm going to grant you four minutes to be off planet, but then you come right back to us. To infinity. And beyond. You are clear for hyperlaunch. Beep boop, beep boop, beep boop. Buzz, that was utterly terrifying, and I regret having joined you. All right, so according to IMDb, Lightyear is described as... While spending years attempting to return home, marooned space ranger Buzz Lightyear encounters an army of ruthless robots commanded by Zerg who are attempting to steal his fuel source. One thing I want to note is this movie's actually, by, by the time you're hearing this movie's been out for several weeks, and I can tell you, you probably didn't see it, or if you did, you weren't talking about it, because this movie did not do well at the box office, unfortunately. It ranked only number two when it opened in its first weekend, which, again, for Pixar, they used to be, like, the gold standard, like, the, you know, the blockbuster. Every time they open number two at $50.5 million in its opening weekend behind Jurassic World Dominion in its second weekend. So that means Jurassic World Dominion's second weekend was stronger than Lightyear's first weekend, which is, again, not super great. And then uh, after its second weekend, it's already dropped to number five uh, with only $17.7 million. And uh, I think the number three, the, the third weekend results just came out yesterday. I haven't had a chance to look at those. But either way, for comparison, Toy Story 4 opened at $120 million on its opening weekend in 2019, just three years ago. The Incredibles 2 opened at $182 million in 2018. And then if we want to look at other original IPs, I don't know if I'd consider Lightyear an original IP per se, uh, but Inside Out, which is an original Pixar movie, even that opened with $90 million in 2015. Again, Lightyear. $50.5 million in its opening weekend. So not super great. So just a little tidbit about the box office there. We're going to discuss that as well. I also want to call out that this is uh, the first time solo feature director uh, debut from Angus McLean. Now, he has been a lead animator on all things Buzz Lightyear since Toy Story 2, if I'm not mistaken. Though he did co-direct Finding Dory in 2016. Um, and as I noted earlier, this is the first Pixar movie to get a traditional release since uh, Onward in 2020. So, you know, for my money, I thought... A lot was sort of riding on Lightyear after not having any, uh, you know, the last, what, I guess that's two and a half years. So all that said, Lauren, we're going to get like into the weeds about why, maybe why it didn't perform or or kind of what the deal is here in a minute. But before we do, I just want to get like your initial take, like what were your overall thoughts on Lightyear? What did you like? What didn't you like? Yeah, you know, I, I like Lightyear. It was fun. So it's definitely an enjoyable movie. You can watch it and you're you're gonna you're gonna like it and have fun. If is is it the most memorable Pixar movie? Is it gonna go down in history as like one of the greatest Pixar movies? No, it's not. Uh but you know, this is a beautiful movie. Uh the animation looks really great. So I think they did uh Good on that. It's going to be very pretty to watch, um, especially if you're space fan of any kind. I think you're going to enjoy it. Which and, you are, right? Yeah, and I am too. So I was very excited for this movie because I'm like, oh, I love Pixar. I love Toy Story. I love space. Uh, I, this has got me. Um, I may have like left the movie uh, maybe uh, forgetting a little bit of it, you know, like um, – it's not that deep, you know, it's kind of surface level things. Although, uh, I guess I did enjoy his arc. Uh, his arc is, uh, very similar though, to the original toy story of Buzz Lightyear. Um, yes and no. We'll talk more about it in spoilers, okay. but 
I yes, it's similar in certain ways, but it's a lot like the. I think the goals they're trying to accomplish are different, mm-hmm. but there is a similar kind of growth where he ha- it's an ego thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, an ego sort of. Yeah, you know he's he's a loner, um, kind of resistant to teamwork, uh, a disdain for rookies, uh, but then kind of has to learn to be part of a team, and that's kind of what Buzz Lightyear from the original Toy Story. I guess that's a good point. Mm-hmm. There's more, but there's a lot more to his arc that we aren't talking about right yeah, now of that not. I think is not in Toy Story. But but yeah, no, you're right. He has to, he just have to overcome. Yeah. I mean, I mean, opening again, this is in the opening scene of the movie. He's literally talking down to his teammates who are like less seasoned than him. Mm-hmm, and, yeah. And it, it, it frankly is what creates the premise of the movie, which is they're stranded because he's, he's egotistical. He doesn't need help. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah, exactly. Yeah. He gets his entire colony of people marooned on this island, uh, yeah. <laughs> island on this planet. So I think the ca- the character and the characteristics of the original you know, or the Buzz Lightyear, the toy that's based off of him, uh, is the same in that sense. They're you know stranded on a uh, you know an island that's the uh, or island. <laughs> I, I said island. Don't worry. <laughs> I about said deserted island. Um, an unexplored planet, you know. Uh, and so I thought it was really cute how uh, they he still did the mission log, you know, and he, he's very mission focused, uh, doesn't really let anything else be more important than the mission at hand and can't really stop until he does that mission. Um, so I think if you're a Toy Story fan, I think you're I, I think you will like it, especially specifically Buzz. If you're a Buzz Lightyear fan, I think you're going to enjoy it. Although, you know, don't. Don't, you know, prepare to see, like, toys. <laughs> like, I think that's one thing that people, it's like, is this in the Toy Story universe? And y- yes, it is. It's a movie that's in the Toy Story universe. Well, that, okay, that, hold that thought, uh, because uh, that, it's going to take me right to the next question. But I, I just want to chime in here saying, I thought this was a very solid Pixar movie. It's good, not great, I really like the themes the movie is tapping into. They relate very closely to my heart personally. I think what's funny is they say this is the movie that Buzz Lightyear the toy was based on, but actually if you think about it for more than five seconds, it doesn't line up in any way. Like there's tons of you're like, wait, that doesn't match what we knew. I'm not a Toy Story purist. Like I, I you know, it just, it just the, the, the premise, the movie does not live up to the premise in my opinion. Um, I, you know, this movie is not, I expected sort of a Star Wars type movie with Buzz Lightyear. This is definitely not that. This is a lot more like an interstellar uh, Buzz Lightyear movie um, it, because it doesn't have, it's not really a big whimsical space fantasy, you know? When you, so when you think about like a movie that like inspires kid and makes kids want to buy toys, I think, oh, big space adventure, whimsical. This movie is way more like interstellar. A lot of like deep character introspection, um, you know, they time dilation is again, this is pretty baked into the premise, but time dilation plays a big role similar to interstellar and it's sort of man versus self, which is more like interstellar than star Wars, you know? So I just, it's, it's, it again, I, I don't think it necessarily makes this a bad movie. I just think when the, when they, they, they sold the premise, which I think was confusing. We're going to talk about that in a second, but this movie doesn't really, in my opinion, meet that sort of premise. Now, with what we do have on the screen, I think we do have a great character arc. I think it's funny. Got Taika Watiti also dropping in here as a voice actor. That's great. Chris Evans is solid. I don't know. You know, Tim Allen's become a more complicated figure over the last five to six years. And I totally get that. But I also just have a soft spot for Tim Allen. So whenever I hear someone else doing it, it's like, well, I like Tim Allen. So I'm going to be biased. Even if, again, separating his work from his personal views I understand why some people were like, yeah, it's time for a change. But also it felt like it was missing. That's all that said, though, Chris Evans was good. So, Chris, yeah, Chris Evans did a good job as this Buzz Lightyear character, but not making it too much like the Tim Allen. You know, it's like there were definitely similarities in the character. I feel like the overall character was captured, but he did it in, in kind of his own way, too. Yeah. And then I also think like. God, what would this be like if it was Tim Allen that, you know, actually right. voiced it? Um, it, well, was, it might have been a totally different movie. And I was even expecting a different, like a cameo or something. But I, my suspicion, this was never explicitly said. My suspicion is that Disney is trying, Disney Pixar is trying to distance themselves from Tim Allen. Just um, 
Again, I don't. I, that's conspiracy theory. Disney, so, Pixar, maybe, but Disney is going to have a Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Uh, that's a good point. That's so a really it seems good like point. things are okay. So why would they not cast him in the? I, I don't, don't know. know. It might just be a. It might have just really just been their choice. They're like, well, we we want it to be different, maybe. Uh, and then, and when you think about it, but he didn't even. Ca- My whole thing was he didn't even cameo, and there was yeah. a couple of. I, I, we're not going to spoil the film. There was at least. Tw- Two different times where I was like, oh, Tim Allen yeah. cameo, and they didn't do it. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, Socks, the cat companion robot to Buzz. Oh, man. Scene stealer. Steals yeah. the movie. The soul, heart beating heart of the movie is Socks. Can I, I say, uh, yes. Okay, so he is my favorite character from the movie. Um, Hands down. It's not even a contest. But here's the thing. I... Characters like that can easily annoy me. When I fought, when I first saw the preview, and I, you know, you kind of see some of the lines that the cat is saying. I thought I was going to be so annoyed by this character. No, total opposite. It was the lines hit great. He actually got the probably some of the most humorous I, lines the be- in the no, movie. He had the best part of the best movie. Best lines in the I movie. Think, yeah, and de- the deliver was. Like just spot on, and it was just like clever and good, and I liked it a lot. And he's so cute; he's a little robot cat that even like rubbed his legs and stuff. Oh, so yeah. it, I thought it was perfect. And it was also this character was voiced by Peter Song, which is a Pixar creator, mm-hmm. and he's done a lot of other voices uh, in the Pixar world. Well, and you know it's funny. I I I think Pixar. It's so here's the interesting about you say that you see the trailers and you're like, oh man. I don't know if I'm going to like this character. I kind of had the same thought. But you know what's weird? And I don't, I think it's just I'm not in the, the category they're marketing to. I feel like Pixar movies routinely, I see the trailers and they put the worst jokes in the trailer. So mm-hmm. when I see it, I'm like, oh, I remember Toy Story 3 a long time ago. I saw the trailer and I was like, oh no, they're making like Lincoln Log poop jokes. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. this, oh no, this is the wrong direct. But then when you see the movie, it's incredible. Like, so, um, Anyway, I say that to say, yes, the, the trailers did not do him justice. One He's, thing I will say, though, is this movie came out, supposed to be coming out in 1995 in the universe. Oh, yeah, no. The, and this, everyone's this, buying a Buzz Light. I guarantee you they would be buying a Socks yeah, toy no, as well. Yeah, huge plot hole right there off yeah, the Yeah, it's like, where was it? Where was Socks? And uh, I think, you know, it would have been cool if it was, if they... If they were able to use socks, like if he was actually like maybe he was in Toy Story three and he was one a toy on like a random uh, daycare shelf, you know, or but it's a totally new character it seems. So yeah, definitely kind of a plot hole there. But you know, yeah, I, I mean, so things I, I I don't like about the movie on that same note though, I just feel like it's not the strongest outing. Um, for a Pixar, like I did, there was a couple moments that got me a little bit, but like, I don't know. I don't feel like this is one I'm in a hurry to rewatch. I'd rather watch the Toy Story movies again. The characterizations are good, but again, like you said, there's really just not a lot of depth. And even the themes that I think are pretty strong are pretty, there's not a lot of subtext. Let me just put it that way, which is one thing I think Pixar has historically been very good at. You're like, oh, there's a lot to like digest here. Like, yes, kids can really enjoy it, but I'm really going to be wrestling with this, you know, or thinking about this stuff. This movie, I'm like, okay, here's what the movie was saying. I, it hit me really good in the feels. I don't feel like I need to see it again to like unpack it more. You yeah, know? I will say, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed the themes and the relationships between the characters, especially in the end. But there wasn't a moment for me where I was like, oh, that really got me. I really tugged at my heart and tears. You know, I, I do genuinely cry at a lot of Pixar movies, but this one did not you get You cry at a lot of movies in general. In you, general, I do. <laughs> and you did not cry in this one. I so, did I mean, and movie. not to say that it doesn't, like, you have to have that, in, but it's just, it just wasn't there in this one. Uh, you know, I really liked uh, the relationship between Buzz and Alicia. He's, like, sort of like his partner or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really nice relationship, and it really is, that's, I, I say Socks, the heart of the movie. And in a lot of ways it is, he is, because Socks is sort of an extension of Alicia in a lot of ways. Um, but that that relationship's really strong, and again, without being too specific, she's only around for a part of the movie. And then when she's not in the movie, you kind of the movie even goes out of your way to be like, "Oh, she was great," and you're like, "I know, I wish she was here because <laughs> she's more interesting." So overall, I'd say middle of the road, not blown away, but also very satis- satisfied, but not over the moon about it. Like I am, you know, say Turning Red or Soul or 
Luca. Literally any of the yeah. other ones that didn't come out that in That didn't theaters. get a yeah. theatrical release that probably de- probably deserved it more. I, I absolutely think that. And th- then, those are three original movies. Like, yeah, those are all original. three original IPs, mm-hmm. which well, is what I think Pixar does best outside of these sequels or existing things. Yeah. So to see them. Well, it is kind of funny, though, because when you think about it, it's, it, it was a little surprising because you know how we talk a lot about how, God, this day and age, if your title isn't tied to a a successful franchise, then, you know, no one's going to come. A Lightyear is attached to Toy Story, you know, which is a huge franchise. Uh, So that was a little surprising. I mean, because if this came out and was just Spaceman and it was like an original story, Maybe maybe would have been even worse, or maybe it would have been better. I might have been more interested. Yeah, maybe people would have been more interested. So maybe Pixar, let's do some more originals. Well, do more originals, absolutely. But it, that also takes me to my next point. I think the, the I think people were genuinely confused about the premise. Yes. Now they do a great job when you're actually in the theater. They 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 lay it out. They have literally text on screen text saying, "In 1995, Andy saw a movie about Buzz Lightyear. This is that movie, right?" I don't think that was as clear in the marketing. Is it a Toy Story movie? Yes or no? No. Okay. Well, what's like, okay, it's a movie set in the Toy Story universe. Wait, is Buzz Lightyear a real guy in the Toy Story? Is it based off a real guy with, no, 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 no. It's a fictional character that the toy is based. You know what I mean? It just, you have to like walk people through it. So I do think that was a little bit confusing. Initially, I was confused. I think once you kind of get it, it clicks pretty well. But like, were you you ever confused? But you think for children though, because this movie is geared more towards uh, children. Are they going to get it? Do they care? I don't know that they care. (laughs) Being honest. That's a stumbling block on the marketing side of things for sure. Uh, Another thing that I... I'm just going to acknowledge I, I'm actually really upset about it, just to be clear, because I think it's a little horseshit. <laughs> but there is a a, con, a a controversy, I would call it a fake controversy, that's gotten a lot of airtime, especially online and, and conservative groups and conservative media like Fox News, for example. Uh, they're saying the reason Lightyear is flopping at the box office is because it features a lesbian couple. Now, I just want to preface this. There is like a lesbian couple in the movie for like maybe – Three minutes total runtime, if that, and they only kiss sort of one time that you can see, and it's literally like blink and you miss it and done. Like they're 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 important characters, but you don't like spend really any time with it. Also, there's tons of movies that have featured gay couples. Like, in fact, Jurassic World Dominion had a LGBTQ plus character. Even in it. Mo- more recently, in a Marvel was uh, the Eternals. Yeah, well, that movie didn't. Do, do super well either. But, well, just saying, know. it was another uh, Disney movie. Yeah, but well, anyway, it is. But it also <laughs> flopped. But yeah, yeah, okay. But anyway, yes, <laughs> it's not. It's not as if Lightyear is the first movie to. Yeah, to do exactly. That, you know. Well, yeah, and it's it is kind of sad because, like you said, three minute runtime, and some parents are like, "Oh, well, you you can't see the movie at all." Like, and it's it, ridiculous. And it's just like, it's just like the worst way to bring up a. A child is like to think that everything is tainted if it has this. And um, and honestly, I, I liked obviously I like that they did it and I like that they didn't make it a big deal. Well, that's in what the I'm movie. Saying. It's a really great inclusion because it's just it just normalizes it. it. it exactly. It's not like uh, they don't make it a thing. It's yeah, literally it's, just like, hey, this Fred, is Buzz's, completely Buzz's normal. Partner is. Is, is lesbian. Yeah, it is completely normal. She she met her wife, and it was just like this normal thing, and it wasn't even like made into part of like the story. It was just like as if you were saying, "Oh, this is like my mom and dad," or this, you know. It's just it. I I like that they m- are putting more of that in there. Yeah, because I think kids need to uh, be exposed to that absolutely to, to make it more normal. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I also just want to preface, I don't actually think this is why the movie is losing uh, money. I, I think there's a lot of other problems. I think marketing is probably the, the biggest piece of it. It may be timing to a certain, to a lesser degree. Uh, but it's just one of those things I want to acknowledge it because it, it got a lot of, a lot of airtime online. And I, I just think it's, I think, I think it's a load of hogwash because again, there are lots of movies with LGBTQ plus couples in it that have done just fine. It's not as if this is like some new unexplored thing. Yeah. Uh, all right, Lauren. Well, to you know, continue things here, I mean, this is technically, it's not a Toy Story film, but it's 
because it's got Buzz Lightyear in it. It, it is kind of. How would you compare it to the Toy Story films? Do you like it better? Do you like it worse? Okay, so I would say I like the Toy Story movies better. Um, it's almost like they're not really comparable. I mean, they're just, I mean, obviously Toy Story is about a bunch of toys and like this unrealistic, uh, you know, fantasy, whereas Lightyear is a little more, I guess, realistic, even though they're on a weird planet. But yeah, I, I definitely like Toy Story yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I think Toy Story movies are like way better. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. Like, like, like again, I, I think this is not a bad movie. It's a very solid, acceptable movie. It's just funny because I, it, I don't think it's even in the same league as any of the Toy Story movies. I think those movies are all just have so much heart and are so creative and clever and subvert expectations frequently. Whereas this just feels kind of like a movie. I wouldn't say it's a movie I've seen before, but there's nothing about it that really feels like it's it's breaking new ground mm-hmm. in any any sort of way. I like the sci-fi elements of this one, that and you don't really get that in Toy Story and the time dilation thing. So when I say time dilation, again, this is sort of baked into the premise of the movie. Buzz is driven by the mission, and in this case, the mission requires him to go out into space and and break light speed so that he can uh, get his people home. Essentially, that's his goal. Uh, the people that he marooned on the planet. And, but every time he does this, he goes so fast that people on the planet age, what was it like three years? I think it's four years. Four years. Every time he gets in space and tries. Well, yeah, because it takes him four minutes. So I guess it's a year for every minute. minute yeah. 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 So basically he gets in there and he, he comes back after like four minutes and they're like, oh, we thought you died. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I just, I just left. Like I've just been, mm-hmm. you know, so it's this whole thing that, Life sort of passes him by. As just we'll get more and more into spoilers, but um, that's kind of cool. I thought that was kind of a cool use of time. Um, again, we've seen it in Interstellar, but I, I think it was put to good use here in a different sort of way. That's pretty cool. But otherwise, I just i I like Toy Story Buzz more than I like this Buzz. Yeah, uh, also, uh, <laughs> this is funny. You're gonna think this is funny. Back in the early aughts, there was an animated series, Buzz Lightyear uh, oh, yeah. Star Command, and mm-hmm. I actually really liked that cartoon when I was younger. And that's, I wasn't necessarily expecting that exactly, but that's kind of more, and that was, that animated series definitely does a lot more of what I thought we were going to get than what we got. And what we got is fine, it's just, it, it's definitely not like a whimsical like, if I was a kid and I saw this, I don't know if I'd be like, Buzz Lightyear. Well, yeah, that's you know? what I was going to ask. Like, if you, in 1995, if you saw this movie, would you be like, oh, my gosh, I got to get a Buzz Lightyear toy. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I would think it's kind of cool, like the lasers and stuff. But, like, again, I think Toy Story did a better job at selling Buzz as a yeah, toy yeah. than this movie. <laughs> and I just don't think it has that sort of adventure that, you know, would inspire an entire generation to like buy not even just toys, but remember Andy had like the bed cover, like he decked his room out. Oh yeah. This just did not seem like that kind of movie. (laughs) The other thing I want to say here is we've already referenced it. I'm pretty disappointed because I think in terms of films that should have gone to Disney plus Lightyear out of the four we've, we've talked about, we've referenced. So soul in 2020 and we had Luca uh, in 2021, and then Turning Red earlier this year. I think all three of those films are way better than this movie. This one's the first one. I'm like, it does. it is kind of cool to see it on the big screen because you got space, but here's the thing. They actually aren't in space that much in this movie. They're on the, they're marooned on the planet. So, like, even that, that's the thing. It doesn't even have that big scale that you would sort of expect. I think this probably was the best suited movie for Disney Yeah, Plus. just go straight to, to Disney. Yeah, and if I was going to pick one from the other three, it would probably be Turning Red. Like, it, if that had a theatrical release, and I, oh, there could have definitely been more of, like, I mean, little girls, I mean, oh, I'm, I love I'm, that. I'm active. I'm still angry that Turning Red did not get a theatrical release because that movie was fantastic. And it was pushing Pixar in ways that I hadn't seen them. Like they were innovating with their, their visual uh, aesthetic, with their animation styles. And again, spotlighting stories of younger girls like that, that, and I actually think it would have been a hit. Cause like the, 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 the praise it got from people when it came out was huge. So I, I still think Disney owes them a theatrical release for that movie. Cause <laughs> it's incredible versus this movie, which I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. You hear that Disney? We w- give us the theatrical release. All right, Lauren, so we're going to wrap up our spoiler-free review here. 
with a letter grade. So what letter grade would you give Lightyear? So just as a quick reminder, this is like grading papers. You got A, B, C, D. We skip E for some reason. I still don't understand why we skip E. Straight to F. <laughs> uh, let's see. B minus. B minus. Yeah, because like I could still probably picture myself just like turning it on because it's it's, 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 a, it's a solid movie. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun to watch. It's fun to look at. Um, I did enjoy a lot of like the same, you know, line. Like you hear a lot of the same lines and can see some references to the original, which I enjoyed. So yeah, I'll give it a, a B minus. B minus. Uh, well, you know, I'm not too far off. I give it a C, right down the middle. Like. Yeah. I know that means kind of average, and I guess I would say this is definitely more on the average side of Pixar. Like even when they're delivering an an average Pixar movie, it's still pretty good. Yeah. It's not it, like you said. If it's if if you turn this on on Disney Plus and I wasn't doing anything and it caught my attention, I'd probably watch it or have it on in the background while I do something else. I wouldn't be mad about that. Do I want to go out and see it in the theater again? Nah, not really. Do I think you should rush out and see it? Well, if you haven't seen it, yeah, probably because it needs to make more money, and I don't like that Pixar's first release in like two and a half years bombed that's that wasn't a good feeling but i think it's worth your time it's worth seeing in the theater at least once but after that i don't it's not one if i was gonna i used to buy every pixar movie on home video and i had to stop uh, <laughs> after a certain point back when they they increased the number of movies they put out this is not one I, th I feel i would feel ever feel the need to own you know in the world of physical media if i even when i did have a lot of them so C, you go B minus, I go C. On that same note, though, what alternate movie, television, show, novel, music, video game, or other media recommendation would you give to listeners who either enjoy Light and Ear or are intrigued by this type of story? So, I mean, obviously, there's the obvious ones that we've already talked about. Interstellar. You can totally watch that movie and then watch this one, and uh, it's just very reminiscent of that Um but then you have an animation and you have a live action. So, uh, but then if you are going to pick a Toy Story movie to watch before this one, if you were just going to pick one, I would do Toy, Toy Story 2. Um, and that is one of my favorites. My like, Toy Story 2 is really I, good. I, I can't decide if I like it better than the first one, but like, it's just so good. Man, Toy Story 3 is pretty good. Too. And a Toy Story 3, it's like a, a lot of people kind of forget about it, but Toy Story 3 is very oh, good. And I, I like Toy Story 4. I like Toy Story 4 probably the least. The least, but, but it's still it's really still good. it's still very, very good. Yes. It's It feels like, and the nice thing about it that I like about it too is Toy Story 3 puts a definitive end to that, to the, the whole, the Toy Story saga or whatever you want to call it, or trilogy. And it's beautiful and it's sweet and it's sweet and it's moving and I love it. And I cried like a baby. I probably would if you turn it on right now. Toy Story 4 is like an epilogue. You can take it or leave it. If you leave it, if you like how Toy Story 3 ends, that's the ending. If you want to see kind of what they do next, you can watch Toy Story 4 and you're like, okay, cool. I think it works either way. I don't think you, I don't think Toy Story 4 is essential, but it is good. But besides those two uh, that are obvious, uh, I'm going to say Click. The Adam Sandler movie? Adam Sandler. I mean, uh, there's, some, there's some themes that why resonate there. It reminded me so much of it is because he was fast forwarding through his life and letting life get away you know, because he was so mission focused on one thing that he let his life slip away and fly by, or at least in this movie, you know. Yeah, I would say Buzz his at least his his, mo life. <laughs> his motives and his mission are at least more selfless versus Click, where Adam Sandler's character is clearly kind of being greedy. You mm -hmm. know, yeah, um, definitely. You know, ego, ego, and obviously, I mean, Buzz has an ego too, but I. This feels a little more self-motivated and click. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but no, I, th I do think that's, you know, gosh, I haven't watched that movie in years. And, you know, I wouldn't say it's one of the Adam Sandler's best movies, but you know what? It is one of Adam Sandler's movies that got me to cry when I saw it. So I guess it's pretty solid. I throw out the Mass Effect trilogy. I think those are great video games that also deal with some similar themes related to sort of like intergalactic space wars and and who's the real enemy. Is it is it is it, is it the other or is it ourselves? What's that look like? Um, and I don't know. Space adventure media is great, but I haven't ever played Mass Effect uh, Andromeda, so I can't recommend that one per se. But the, the Mass Effect trilogy, which recently just got an HD or a next-gen remaster or whatever, so I still haven't played it. But yeah, check that out. I say uh, Contact, another great sci-fi movie from way back in the 90s. Really underrated. I love I mean, Contact. I say underrated. People who've seen it love it, but I don't ever hear anyone talk about it anymore. So I'll, I'll throw that out there. That's Jodie Foster, right? That's who's it. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, that's Jodie Foster and Matthew McConaughey. Way back in and, the day. And, you know, maybe maybe I could just imagine Matthew McConaughey, this is him, his younger version before he's an interstellar. There's some world building mechanics that don't match up there, but we'll take it. Um, <laughs> I just love both those movies so much and Matthew McConaughey. So give I'll, it give it to me. All right, I'll take it. It is there are two space movies featuring Matthew McConaughey. I'll give that to you. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So those are our spoiler-free thoughts on Lightyear. We're saying, yeah, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Probably worth it in the theater if you can catch it there. Otherwise, non-essential. Without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the spoilers. Or Lightyear. So if you don't want to be spoiled on the ending of Lightyear, go ahead and tune out now. Surrender, Buzz Lightyear. I have won. I'll never give in. You killed my father. No, Buzz. I am your father. No! All right. So the first thing I want to talk about here is what I consider to be the most compelling aspect of this film, which is the core theme. And there's a couple of different core ideas that we have here at the heart of the film. So number one is don't let your mistakes and your desire to fix them define your life. So obviously Buzz at the beginning of the movie, his ego gets in the way and he's like, I can, I can get us off this planet. Even when he has his teammates saying, you need help. I can help you. He's like, no, 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 I got this. His ego literally changes the entire trajectory of this civil, basically civilization. His mistake is the reason they're all stranded there, okay? Now, at first, you're like, wow, why wouldn't you want to fix that, right? That's pretty awful. You feel pretty bad. And he carries that around with him, knowing that it was his fault that that happened. But also, that leads to number two, and I think it's a really good, they tie together really nicely, which is don't get so focused on your mission that you miss out on the life that's in front of you. And what I what I mean is, even though they were all stranded there, the people from this little space colony were able to find happiness. They were able to find ways to connect and survive and adapt to the planet. So much so that by the time generation uh, Buzz's generation had died because he he was so focused on the mission, they all died off. The next generation's like, "We're good. We want to we, we've literally grown up here. This is our entire life. We don't want to leave." You know? So, uh, and Buzz missed that. He didn't understand why they would want to stay there because he wasn't present, right? He didn't see those uh, connections that happened. He didn't see uh, his uh, partner, Alicia, find fall in love, you know? I mean, he saw the sort of the outcome, but he was so focused on the mission, he didn't really see that as a positive. But that wouldn't have happened if, you know, that those good things wouldn't have happened if he had succeeded at the beginning, right? So even mistakes don't have to define who you are. So anyway, that sort of was my take on the themes. And I, I feel like it's pretty on the label. There's it, They make it pretty clear. But I, I want to see, Lauren, uh, how well did you think the, the this film executed on those themes through these characters that we have? I think it did very well. Um, clear message. Uh, don't let your, like I said, be so mission focused on just one thing that you miss out on important things that are happening in your life. Cause you're right. Since he wasn't able to be there to experience all these relationships and, you know, he didn't get to see the value. He was still so focused on the mistake that he made thinking that everyone else is expecting him to fix this problem, which, you know, they, these people have been there for about what now there's 60 between 60 and 80 years. Like they've, they've everyone started a life. There's been generations of people. And so he could have just stopped and just enjoyed that. Um, but when you think about it, if he hadn't have done that, then he wouldn't have met his ragtag team. Exactly. Probably wouldn't have got to have that sort of relationship with Alicia's granddaughter, Izzy. Um, and then, you know, wouldn't get to know Taika Watiki's character, which is awesome. Liked him having uh, being in there. And so and then in that way, you know, and then they did get to, you know, kind of save everyone. Well, here's the thing. Think about it this way, too. The bad guy Zerg, we all saw that coming. If you know the sto- if you know the mythology, uh, you know from the Toy Story movies. But the, and this, I I actually this is where I like what they di- how they did it in this movie. So I'm not complaining about it in the context of this movie, but it actually totally doesn't line up with what was established in Toy Story. So whatever. But Lightyear, or sorry, Zerg, is just an older Buzz who was still focused on solving the problem and fixing the mission. And if he hadn't have met his ragtag team, he wouldn't have seen 
but because he was because he was working with them and especially getting to know Izzy, he realized Izzy wouldn't have been born if if that he had fixed the problem, right? So he's like, I was, and he's like, I wasn't here for all this, but these people like have a life. They they loved their life, you know, um, despite the mistake. Yeah, and he was able to realize that because then it was like, oh well, yeah, Izzy wouldn't even like be here. So it. You can't get so hung up on, yeah, like your mistakes and changing the past and, you know, just, and I say this all the time. It's like, you got to live your life that you're living right now. You can't uh, dwell on the past or worry too much about the future. You need to cherish the moment that you're in right now. So, yeah, I mean, that's frankly one of the reasons that I really, the, the, the themes really resonate with me because you've been sell- telling me this for years. You're like, Caleb, don't like, don't let your job take over. Don't let how you messed up yesterday affect today or what you're going to do tomorrow. Don't get so focused on your career goals of tomorrow that you get busy and you lose sight of what's going on right in front of you. And huge point of growth for me, frankly, because I, when we met, we started dating, my head was down. I was just work, 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 work. Yeah. I literally had to be like, wave my hand in front of your face. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the lesson. When I was watching the film, I was like, oh boy, this is like, this is like the Lauren Lesson moment, uh, <laughs> yeah. movie. Um, but it, it really rung true. I mean, again, you know, mistakes happen. And sometimes you can look at it as a failure. And maybe it is a failure to a certain extent. But you always have to look at, like, there's also good things that come out of moments like this. Right? And, again, an entire civilization, because of his mistake, which was awful, an entire civilization was formed on this planet. And these people seemed happy, you know? Uh, his partner, Alicia, while he was jumping in the jet over and over again, lived a happy life with a partner she loved and had a daughter she loved. Like, um, So I loved how they used Buzz, older Buzz, who I thought would be vo- voiced by Tim Allen, but was actually- vo- <laughs> Missed but opportunity. Was instead voiced by Josh Brolin, which again, love Josh Brolin and anything. But I just was like, oh, it seemed like a good opportunity for Tim Allen. Like, I'm just, whatever. <laughs> but um, I thought that making Buzz, old Buzz, the bad guy was actually pretty clever because it really- help bring those themes together. And that's what I'm saying. It's the, the themes aren't super subtextual. They're pretty on the nose. Cause the bad guy literally is like, yeah, I am you. If you don't stop, I am you. If you don't stop obsessing and, and I'm still so obsessed that I won't even let you get in my way. Even if you are me, you know, his own worst enemy is him. Yeah. I thought it was clever. The Zerg being older, uh, buzz, uh, should have saw it coming. I don't know. I still even, Right before the moment, I was like, oh, yeah, who is he? Who is he? Oh, yeah, of course. Well, no, he's... okay, this is where we get into a bigger problem, oh, which is well, it's supposed to be his dad based off well, of Toy Story 2. Oh, okay, okay. And they well, even, they even acknowledge it when he opens the suit. You see, he's like, dad. That's what I was like... going to say is um, in Toy Story 2, and, of course, uh, Toy Story likes to riff off of Star, Star Wars, Wars a lot, which right. I enjoy. Uh, he's like, I am your father. <laughs> and he's like, father. After he falls, which I, love I love. That. that's my that, favorite part. Great. Um, so yeah, you're like, oh, it's gonna be his father, and he even thinks it's his father when he first sees him. But then lo and behold, it's just his older self, which I also thought was a little more, a little interesting, almost maybe on the confusing side because, again, this is a movie for kids. Mm-hmm. You already have the time dilation, uh, interstellar sort of thing going on, which already is probably going to be a little kind of hard to comprehend wrapped around, uh, wrap around a child's head. And then you throw in a new timeline and it's like, wait a minute, how is there two buzzes and how, why is he older? And when, oh, yeah. when this I, time, you know, that just gets, it gets into a whole Now I, I will say tip again. It's so funny. Cause this, this does sound like something I would like. Cause I love when you get with time travel. Oh, I love it. Don't, yeah. Don't get but, me wrong. I love it is time very travel. confusing. And the movie doesn't really, frankly, doesn't really dwell on it very long, which is fine. I don't think they needed to don't overcomplicate well, you can't. it. This is going to take me to the second topic I want to hit on. Just, I want to follow that train of thought. And this is where I get hung up. And maybe this is a dumb thing to get hung up on. This movie does, again, outside of the fact that I, I'm like, I don't feel like kids would watch this and be like, I got to have Buzz Lightyear everything. It just is not. Got you don't that, think like, it would have been cool it's not in a, the 90s? It, no, it's not a swashbuckling adventure film. It's yeah. more like a thoughtful sci-fi. But I, I, again, it it's more of Star Trek than Star Wars. And it's not, I'm not saying it is Star Trek. I'm saying it's more like that. And yeah. I just don't feel like it would capture imagine. But anyway, that aside, 
The Zerg thing doesn't line up. I I don't even feel like Buzz Lightyear in this movie is super characteristic of the, of the Tim Allen toy. It just it gets into weird universe breaking shit. I I just don't feel like this again. I don't fault the movie per se on its own. It just when you start to think about the movie in the context of the Toy Story universe, you're like, wait a second. <laughs> I don't think this works the way that they're presenting it. But you know, I don't know. What, what did you think? Well, yeah, I mean, especially since there was no socks toy in Toy Story, because there definitely would have been. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. Uh, it kind of breaks a lot of things. Uh, kind of have to fill in the gaps yourself a little bit and just kind of just be okay with it, you know, uh, if you want to enjoy this movie. Here's a question for you. In the Toy Story universe, is Lightyear live action or animated? Okay, yeah, I remember this question. Okay, so... I think he would be live action. So this is like a real person who's playing. Who's playing? Lightyear. So when you okay. think about it, who's ever playing Buzz in in Lightyear, the movie in the Toy Story universe, is actually an actor, right? So he might be in other films. Maybe they'll throw that in somewhere in the future. Make him know? a cameo. Yeah, actually, that, that would be pretty funny. Because okay, so listeners, I just want to clarify what I mean is. Toy Story is an animated universe. This is a movie in the Toy Story universe. So is it an animated movie in the Toy Story universe or is it live action? Because even the live action would look animated. Yeah. Uh, that, that is a uh, kind, kind of break your brain. <laughs> kind How of many a- conversations <laughs> like this do you think they had at Pixar when they were developing the script for this movie? No, but it's always the same. Oh, you know, we'll just go with it. It'll work. Don't think too hard about Don't it. Don't think too hard about it. Do you think this movie succeeded in accomplishing the, that, the mission of telling the story of the movie that inspired the toy? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I I actually think it would have been, a back in the 90s, would have been a cool movie for, uh, especially boys. I mean, uh, I wish it would have, It there was a lot of nods to older space movies, which I appreciated. Yes. Um, but I guess I wish it would have had more of like a 90s feel to it. Um, that would have made it a little, like if it would, something about it, you know, just was screaming like, oh, like this is like a nine, like a movie I would see in the nineties. Cause it actually, not to, not to mention you have a gay couple in this movie in the nineties would yeah. have been the most progressive movie. <laughs> That's of a, true. You know. Yeah. Well, uh, because the animation, you know, it, it's, it's more modern, you know, uh, kind of more something that you would see today. Mm. So, um, so yeah, yes and no. I just, I just, my thing is again, and this is such a nitpicky. I don't think it, the, the movie is fine. I just, I really was expecting more of a proper space adventure because when you think about the premise of this movie, it's, it starts and ends pretty definitively. In fact, the implication is that the biggest adventures Buzz Lightyear has had have already happened. Like, and we didn't see them. That's it. And I thought that's, that's the thing. I thought we were going to see those. Now I'm not saying where we landed is a bad thing. But like his whole thing throughout the movie is he's like, I've got to get back to being a cool space ranger. Like that's who I am. And and we got to accomplish the mission so we can get back to doing that stuff. And I think that's a great, but it feels like almost like the second or third entry in a franchise, you know, whereas the the previous one or two movies. Maybe were it like is. The, yeah, but see, this is, <laughs> but it's the first movie. At least his position is the first movie, you know, it, that's why it's, it feels weird. It feels like there was a light year movie in which he did the more swashbuckling adventure. And this is kind of where you put a cap on where the character ends up, you know, versus this is the whole story. (laughs) It just, it just feels kind of weird. No, I I see what you're saying there because it's, they just, they crash land in the planet and then that's where the story is. Yeah. And of course he, you know, travels through space around, you know, a star, but you know, that's, that's the only space stuff that you're going to get. Although I do enjoy the planet. Yeah, it's a cool planet. I think it's a cool planet. I think it's reminiscent of the planet in Star Wars, um, Empire Strikes Back. Which one? Oh, uh, I, I know, I'm so bad at names. Dagobah, like, the, the swamp the one, planet. Yeah, the swamp planet. The, the one Yoda's on. Yeah, because uh, they it's when he first is there, the trees are all big and mossy, and then you got all these creatures. And uh, I I did enjoy the the big vines that like grew and like oh, taken, and it was started was to become part of their civilization. You know, like they had. Like after, you know, years have gone by, they had come up with like rigs and stuff to like help with this. So it's like they, they're adapting to that. And then when he's like, you know, way in the in the future, 60 years later with the ragtag team, um, 
I I enjoyed the adventure. I mean, they that one scene when they have to go, like they're trying to be really quiet and going to. Uh, I can't remember what they're trying to get in there, but remember, there's all those uh, kind of like the bug creatures. Sp- yeah, like they're like bu- big yeah. bugs. I thought that was pretty entertaining and pretty like adventurous. Something like you would see, you know, in a sci-fi movie like Star Wars, but. I think they were trying to get the spacesuits was what they were in there for. I'm pretty okay, sure yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, that was one. And I did like that sequence quite a bit. I liked the whole inflatable. Th- that, that, the, again, his, his team was a lot of fun. I had a lot. I did have a lot of fun with those characters and the dynamics. Like, you know, again, he, we saw him being so cocky with like trained rookies yes. at the beginning. And then, he, you know, it's just hilarious that the hand he gets dealt is these are basically. They're not even rookies. They're not even yeah. trained rookies. They're just <laughs> people who are there. You yeah. know, they, they weren't even they were like in training camp. Yeah, but he learns the value of even that and mm-hmm. accepting uh, help and, yeah. ha- and having a team, you know. Well, and that's part of being a team, too, you know, is figuring out the strengths of each. How, it, really, him being a, a real leader in a lot of ways, like he's got all this knowledge and experience, but that's not that's not all that makes it, you know, being really good at a thing doesn't make you a great leader. Uh, it's It's learning how to learn the strengths and weaknesses of your team, how to help coach them and help grow them, how to communicate, you know, things like that, that uh, he definitely at the beginning seemed like he was just like a badass space ranger who just happened to be in a leader role because he was good at his job versus he had to like, oh man, if we want to succeed, I've got to help them get better. But I can't just like, it's not a light switch. You got to train them and coach them and yeah. All right, Lauren. So uh, we're going to conclude our spoiler discussion with a little bit of the Easter egg corner. Ooh, uh, my favorite. Your favorite. You always love to point out the the Pixar Easter eggs. And I know we've only seen the movie once, and it was a couple weeks ago at this point. But uh, were there any of those classic Pixar Easter eggs that you came across that you want to share with us? Of course. Um, like you said, I love finding the Easter eggs. I can't, obviously, I can't always find them, you know. So some of these I did look up. But, um in one of his first voyage to test out the um, crystal thing, the yeah, there's a, I forgot what they called it, but yeah, the crystal. Uh, there is a constellation in the sky, so be on the lookout for when you're watching. It is the Luxo Junior lamp. There's a constellation oh, of cool. the lamp. That's great. I love that. So, so I thought that was cool because uh, they've done constellations before, like um, you know, in uh, Lion King, but. And stuff like yeah, that. Not in a not, not in a, a good, not way, a good way. But I just thought of that as I said it. I'm like, wait a minute, that wasn't like an Easter egg. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> okay, talk so, about '90s Disney. <laughs> okay, I promise it does not say sex in the light year sky. Okay, um, all right. Obviously, in mo- pretty much all most of Pixar movies, there is the Pizza Planet truck, and it is in this one. I didn't see it. Where's it at? Okay, so when they are driving away, like when he's having to like, this is like later, after Mm -hmm. he's gone a few times, and I think it's after, uh, it's like Hawthorne, Alicia Hawthorne is like really old in this Uh one, and they're trying to like escape the soldiers, Uh, so they're driving on the platform and then so you can see a pizza planet in the driving in the, in the background. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> so be on the lookout for that. Um, okay. So this is after Hawthorne dies. Uh, remember he goes to her office mm-hmm. and it's like, Oh, where is she? Oh, her office is completely empty. Um, in the, if you look closely in the back and you look through the window, out the window, written on a wall, is the infamous A113, which we all know is in every Pixar movie, and it is the classroom that the creators uh, were in, A113. Always love finding that one, and I have definitely... That's a good one. I, I didn't even know about that I one. I definitely find a lot of those just on my own. They cause It's, it's going to be in every Pixar movie, and they it's on usually on a lot of li- li- license plates. Probably yeah. won't do that anymore because it's so obvious, but... um. Okay, another one is Commander Burnside, which is the commander that, you know, Lightyear doesn't like so much that takes over Alicia Hawthorne's role. Um, in his office, uh, during one of the scenes, I can't remember specifically what scene, the green aliens from Toy Story. Really? There is some sitting on his desk along with a Wally. No. Yeah. I didn't catch the Wally? Sitting on his desk, real small, if you look hard. After he, he takes over her office. 
Um, and just some other things that are just kind of some nods. Uh, socks, if you remember when he plugs in his tail to the uh, circuit or whatever, trying to get the you know information, he spins his head all the way around and goes beep, boop, beep, boop. Supposed to be reminiscent of R2-D2. Wow, yeah. uh, there is a part where... Buzz says, you know, uh, we didn't talk about this, but, you know, he has his AI system, his yeah. navigational is named Ivan, which, again, he, he can't even take help from an AI right. because he gets so frustrated with it, which is kind of funny. And the, the, the classic never tell me the odds. Yes. Yeah, so well, style. yeah. And then he says it. Um, Ivan won't open the fuel door for him. He said, open the fuel door. He's like, I can't do that for you. That's from uh, 2001, Spa 2001 Space, space Oddity. I, I can't do that, Buzz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that was fun. Uh, okay. A uh, couple last things. Um, for those major Toy Story fans, uh, you probably remember in when he opens up his little, I don't know what you call it, his flip thing so he can do yeah. his mission log. You'll see on there it says Gamma Sector 4. Uh, sorry, Gamma Quadrant of Sector 4. Mm -hmm. And then he he says that he's from Gamma Quadrant of Sector 4. At the end of the movie, him and his team are on to their next mission. The Where they're going? Gamma Quadrant of Sector 4. Nice. And also in Toy Story 2, the video game that mm -hmm. they're playing at the beginning where yep. Buzz is fighting Zerg. It also uh, kind of typed at the beginning, says that's where he is. Oh, nice. And the fight that they have in that movie, uh, in, in the video game, in the movie, is they made it like almost <laughs> exactly like the one that he ended up having in Lightyear with Zerg. Like he even flips over him the same way. Okay. Uh, I'll have to watch had that the, again. Had the laser. Because I have to admit, when I was a kid, the opening to Toy Story 2 was the uh, coolest oh, so opening. Cool. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> And you're thinking it's like, you know, really him and stuff. But it's like, oh, it's a video game. Yeah, yeah so, so I good. love that. Okay, last thing, post credit scene. There is one. Oh, we didn't stay for that one. I think we did, actually. I kind of remember it. Okay. Because uh, it, it, I remember Zerg is floating in space and his eyes, because you think he's dead. Right. But his eyes light up, the yellow. Mm. Does that mean there's going to be a sequel? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I think the box office is saying no. no. <laughs> you know, though, here's another way you could do this. A Disney Plus series would actually be probably That would good. be fun. Uh, like, like, that's the thing. Like, and I actually have been not super. I, like, now that we've got we've gotten enough Disney Plus projects, I'm very confused about what they decide to make a series and what they decide to make keep a movie. I actually think Lightyear would make a really good like 10 episode series, you know, six, eight, 10 episode series. That would be pretty cool because there's a, like a certain way you could do an episodic, like the, the premise, you could make it very episodic while also having a larger story. It would, I think it would check out pretty well versus, I don't know, we just got done watching Obi-Wan, uh, the Kenobi show. And uh, I mean, I thought it was great, but I was like, you know, I just. I think it would be better if it was just a movie. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. I, I would watch a, I, I would be more excited for a Buzz Lightyear TV series, Disney Plus TV series with, yeah, probably a lower budget, but still, you know, I would, that I would prefer to get more adventures from Buzz Lightyear that way than with the follow-up And then movie. in that way, they wouldn't have had to do just one story on one planet. Exactly. You could have had him do his adventures exactly. going across space. So yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Being a space ranger. I feel like that's also a more likely outcome based on the fact that this movie did not perform. Is, is I mean, it's a, it's probably the lowest performed for a Pixar movie in a long time, and and I you really can't even blame the pandemic at this point because I mean, uh, Minions: The Rise of Gru just set Fourth of July weekend rec box office records, and that came out three weeks later. So it's not even the pandemic, you know. Uh, well, especially because it. it was the first theatrical release since the pandemic, so. Yeah, and, and Onward didn't perform very well either, but that's because it, it, it got killed, kneecapped. I think it was in its either its second it was, or third yeah. week, mm -hmm. it, it, so it did not do well. Um, so anyway, I'm I'm disheartened because I think Pixar is definitely probably among the most talented, you know, studios that we have working in film. So just to see like their last three films that I actually thought all were varying degrees of great, uh, you know, being sent straight to Disney Plus, and this one that was just kind of okay, like solid coming out to the box office and not being well received. I don't know. I just get really nervous about, and then we have, there's a new CEO over at Disney, Bob Chappick, uh, who I, 
It's made a lot of questionable decisions. So anyway, uh, all that to be said, I'm a little concerned about the future of Pixar. Hopefully they bounce back well, and strong on the next one. We'll see how it goes. There's going to be a, another Pixar movie called Elemental. And oh, yeah. it kind of reminds, well, I haven't seen much on it, but it kind of reminds me of Inside Out, which... I love Inside Out. Yeah, I mean, Pete Doctor did Inside Out. He also did Soul. Uh, I don't think I don't know who's doing this I one. I don't think it's Pete Doctor, but regardless, um, I'm excited. Original. They're also, they're also, yeah, it's an original. Um, they're also, I mean, I think Turning Red was a great example. They're, they are really starting to allow like sort of the next generation of Pixar creators to take the the, the front seat. I mean, because Pete Doctor's been there forever, right? And he's amazing. I love everything he does. But like... Uh, Turning Red was uh, the feature film from, oh, goodness, hold on, let me look her name up because I forget it. But, like, she had done uh, the short film, I think it was Bow, um, that was a short film that was really great and I made me cry. Um, uh, uh, Domi Shi is the director. She had done Bow, and then that was really well received, so they gave her Turning Red. And I think, again, I think Turning Red was exceptional. So it, it's nice to see that they're starting to sort of pass the torch, you know, and this is... You know, John Lasseter's been out of the picture for a few years now, so it just seems like there's more diversity of stories. Yeah, being told. and I I definitely need to see new movies. You know, I need to see it needs to. I I don't want cookie cutter, right? I, and that's what we're kind of getting from Marvel, uh, mostly. Yeah. So I need Pixar to just give me the the originals, give me the new style. You know. All right. Well, I think that about wraps up our review and spoiler discussion of Lightyear. Lauren, before we close out, where can listeners keep up with you and all the great work that you do online? Maybe at Video Peach. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at Video Peach Productions and also Facebook at Video Peach Productions. And what does Video Peach Productions do? Uh, we are a mostly a wedding videography. We also do uh, business promotions and uh, even music videos. Excellent. So, ladies and gentlemen, check out Video Peach. It's a great website. Obviously, I'm biased. She's great, talented videographer who knows how to make things seem way more interesting than they might appear. And of course, you can follow me tweeting about things like television, film, and video games over on Twitter at CMasters Talk. That's letter C Masters Talk. Or you can find all the things you do at the Cinematropolis over at the Cinematropolis.com or on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Cinematropolis or on Twitter at the Cinematrop. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone, for this nice little surprise bonus episode. We'll catch you again next time when we return for our review of Thor, Love, and Thunder. To infinity and beyond. And on. Or in the case of this movie, to infinity and beyond. <laughs> <laughs>